0: After this podcast, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're looking for Ryan's Pokemon cards right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, trying to find out Pokemon cards, dude.
0: All right, so so I want I want to paint a picture really quick. Yeah. Um Nick Dawson goes to Passion City Church. Nick Dawson gets introduced to these different guys because I felt like there was nowhere for me to go um for like a men's Bible group. So I, I got plugged into Passion City, which is awesome. I've been going there for it was probably a year now. Um and all these different groups, men's groups that were part of Passion City, um, it, it always felt like it was for for guys that were five years, ten years younger than me. Um, so I get introduced to these different guys. Uh one was Graham, another one was Gideon, and they say, Oh, you should come to Five One Five uh on Monday, seven to nine. I said, Yeah. I said, All right, sounds good. And I go there, I get introduced, and there's like 30 other dudes. And they're like, or 20, 20, 30 other guys. And like, they're all around my age. Some of them a little bit younger, a couple of a little bit older. Um, and then we break up and we go into these different like groups, I guess, uh, like five or six different guys. And one of them happened to be Ryan Ufner. And I see this dude and, and we're talking about things that are going on in our lives. And we're talking about the word. I forgot what exactly we were on at that time. But um, it. I remember, I remember talking to you. And getting introduced to pub subs at the time, because I also didn't know what that was. Huge. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I I had an immediate, um, uh, I was immediately drawn to you. Um, you were definitely a man of God. Uh, Someone that I, I, I looked up to right from the get-go, and I just appreciate you, Ryan. So, Ryan Uffner, thank you for being on. I really appreciate Dude, it. Dude, I'm
1: so pumped to be <laughs> here, man. Yeah, I mean, Nick popped in our group, and I'm like, this guy's awesome.
0: Oh, I appreciate it, man. So, what I like to do is I like to kind of just start from, like, I like to start with like introducing yourself. What do you do? What do you do for work? And like, just kind of go from there. It's cool.
1: Um, name's Ryan Uffner. Uh, I'm an account manager for a FinTech company. FinTech is financial technology. Um, I was just in person in my office and I was told not to say this of what we are. It's like, we do cards. That's not what we do. Okay. We are, we work with card vendors, but like the big gist of it is like, we're like the technology behind like, a couple different programs like payroll which is like paying out your employees and like we provide the technology where we connect it to visa mastercard a processor and a card company so you would sign up for our card go through all of our back end everything and then end up um clicking like submit you know you're in our program then it would trigger our card to like ship you a card and then you can show people our card so like our branding is like the card but it's more so we're the technology Um, But yeah, I met Nick at um, our Bible study group, which is so awesome. Um, I've been in this Bible study group for since, I think it was July of 21. Okay. So almost three years, which is crazy because I felt like I've known some of these dudes forever and I just met them in Bible study group.
0: When when they first started, uh, were you part of that initial group or how did that work out?
1: So uh, Nicholas Gualiardo and Connor Hogan, they invited me. And it's funny, um, I'll trash Grayson and Clayton a little, but I show up to this Bible study group and it's in his, his, his courtyard and I, I show up, I'm like, I don't really want to be here. I was like still kind of like discovering my faith and yeah. like, I don't want to be in a Bible study group. Like yeah. I was like, no, Bible study, no. But I show up, Clayton and Grayson are sitting in these chairs. They have hair like past their like shoulders <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what kind of hippie crap is this? Um, but it ended up like, you know, connecting with the guys there like initially and then Um, as we grew and grew, like Mm -hmm. it, we grew to something special. And, uh, you know, after like a year it was like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever been a part of. And it was still smaller at that time. We were like 20 guys just meeting in in an apartment, but, Mm -hmm. um, we had this like hunger. It's just like a bunch of guys that are hungry to know like God and, and like, need community and like talk about the real things in life because yes. we go through tough crap. Like yep. it says in scripture, you're going to go through tough crap, but it's like, where are you going to find your like rock in? Right?
0: Yes. I, and I want to discuss this more first before we dive into that. Yeah. Let's get a, let's get like a background on your faith. How did it start and how did you get to where it is today? So I know that's like a loaded question. No, that's yeah. a lot. Um, but I really want to dive into your own journey.
1: Yeah. I'll jump into my faith background. Um, so I just grew up in church, um, like growing up, if you had been like, Hey Ryan, you're a Christian. I'd be like, yeah. Um, but now like knowing what it means to like be a Christian and like, or, you know, follow Jesus like intentionally, mm-hmm. um, I was not doing that. Mm. Um, were you in
0: Georgia this entire time?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in, in Marietta, been in the same house for 26 years. Um, so one year I wasn't in my house mm-hmm. that I'm in now, which I don't remember obviously cause I was one years old. Um, <laughs> but you know, I went to a, a Methodist church growing up. Okay. I got baptized as a baby, yep. which, um, you know, I ended up getting baptized again because I knew what I was doing at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a Methodist church. Always went to uh, middle school, high school hangouts. Um, we had like a small group, and you know, I, I, I even like during that time, I never felt like it was like um, like my community. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some guys in there that you know were reading the word and like saying things about the word that was you know pretty profound, but I didn't ever feel like I could like open up about anything, right. and I was walking in darkness. You know, like sexual morality was like a huge part of like my you know my middle school, high school. Um, so I knew you know once I found my faith like in 21 or 20. um, Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to like, you know, end up leading like the same generation to like encourage them. Really? Um, Yeah. So that, but, um, back to, sorry, back to my testimony, you know, um, you know, 2020, uh, so 2019, I was living in Chattanooga. Uh, I moved, I moved up there for a year. So I was working for the baseball team there, the Chattanooga lookouts. Oh yeah. Lived up there for a year um you know i was just partying away yeah i did that in college as well yeah um and then were you going to
0: church at this time or no, I, was, okay. I wasn't part of nothing okay so <laughs> b- before we even get into that yeah. so you you went to a methodist church to kind of start with now it's probably what your parents were going to as well right yep. so i was raised a catholic so yep. definitely had a similar situation i was baptized when i was younger uh went to you go to like a like um like a Church school, like a CCD or anything. No, so I went
1: to public school, but like you know, my parents like love that church, and it was their community. Mm -hmm. And I, and like knowing what I know now, it's like I was kind of living under the umbrella of my parents' faith, and kind of just walking through the motions there. Um, and I never really felt like it was my community, um, at like, you know, middle school, high school. And then in college, I didn't end up going to like any church while I was in college. Okay.
0: When, uh, when you were growing up in, let's say in high school too, were you attending church still with them or not really? Um, yeah, we'd go every Sunday. Every Sunday you would go. Okay. Yep. Okay. And
1: then on Wednesday nights, we'd have like our middle school, like high school hangout stuff. Get and together then eventually stuff. every once in a while they do some like physical activity you know some outside or something when you're
0: going to those things were you guys were you personally reading the bible at that time at no, all okay not at all yep Neither was i okay all right so now high school summer situation you go into college what was going on in college
1: um you know it was just like so i eventually so i ended up going to Kennesaw state i wanted to like Uh, So I live in Marietta. So Kennesaw State's like 30 minutes. Yeah, So I wanted to go farther (laughs) enough away where I'm like away from my parents. But like I also wanted to like kind of be close to them. Yeah, I've got a little brother too. so That's cool. Um, But I ended up loving Kennesaw. Like my goal was to go to Kennesaw and transfer to Georgia. Um, But God had different plans, you know. I just kind of stuck Mm -hmm. with it. Ended up going, um, graduating with a degree in sports management. But like the entire time it was like, it's crazy looking back on it now because I wasted so many like Friday, Saturday Sundays, like, yeah. you know, from being hung over, uh, like yeah. the, 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 just wasting away the whole weekend. And, um, you know, I just like, I'm so glad that like God had put me, put me where I am now. So I have like that experience, but you know, going through it, it's like so tough, but like, yeah. So I, like I said, um, end of college, went to Chattanooga, yeah. um, in 2019, mm-hmm. lived there, um, and moved back like end of 2019. That was like the lowest point of my life. Okay, I was like depressed you know, not working out, overweight from Chattanooga, dude, they have way too many good like food spots. I'm going there in two weeks. So yeah, dude, you gotta make run it off already. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so moved back from Chattanooga. I was like looking for a job. Okay. Wanted to find a job in sports. Nothing was popping up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I worked with the athletic department at Kennesaw. So I was thinking about like going back there. Um, but ended up not going back there. So I started working in a restaurant and then, um, COVID hit. And mm. my parents didn't want me working in the restaurant, which is totally fair. You yeah. know, it was like this huge pandemic going on. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, it was like the first time we've ever gone through some of this. No in, one knew what was happening. Yeah. Yep. So um, I'd shout out to Nicholas Gualiardo. He actually is the guy that baptized me, but he's the, re- the the reason that I like started to discover my faith. You know, I went to like a fight night in uh, 2019 where like they were doing impromptu baptisms it's funny enough, like Clayton Nedza and Brad Teddy, our leaders, were like literally sitting two rows in front of us. No, and we had way. no idea who they were. No which way. Which is crazy. Did
0: they already start the men's Bible group yet? Not or yet. no? Not yet. Okay. So they were
1: literally praying about it at that time. And it's crazy that we were sitting like a couple rows behind them. But they did- they literally had professional bull riding in the ring. Like, and then Louis ended up speaking in the ring, Louis Giglio. And then, uh, they did impromptu baptisms and it was so clear from the Lord. And he's like, dude, you should get baptized. And I was like, I'm not getting baptized right now. Cause I was not in a place where my faith was like, I was still kind of discovering it. Yeah. And I was like, I dude, I can't get baptized right okay.
0: now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you, you said you were starting to devil into your faith. Yeah. Um, I want to one. So can you, can you picture, give us like a representation of what you mean by the ring? I, I believe it is like the ring being like the very center of like, the the main facility at passion City is that yeah, what was dude, going in on?
1: 515 they had a full bull riding competition it's
0: a, a competition oh 100 it was, it was pbr <laughs> you know if you see pbr yeah, like yeah, professional yeah. bull riding yeah it's professional bull riding no way it was nuts that's but, awesome
1: but he louis like gave a super powerful message but you know that like god spoke to me like for the first time like super clearly in my life and okay. i was like
0: was that the first time that ever happened I'd say he's probably spoken
1: to me a couple of times, you know, he's protecting me from things. And right. there's always that voice in the back of my mind was like, don't do certain things. Yeah. And, um, um, but this was like, dude, you should get baptized. And I was like, I'm really not at a place to." And I was just kind of shut it down. But then, you know, I started like looking at passion online. And then, like I said, COVID hit and I was like discovering things for myself. I was trying to be like, okay, the world shut down. What can I do to better myself? And it was like, I'm this gonna... was
0: before after fight night.
1: Uh, this was after fight night. So Got fight it. night was end of 2019. Got it. And that was like kind of the first like event at passion I went to. Okay. So Mention that. Yeah. Um.
0: How did how did you get introduced to Nick? Um. So we're college buddies. I met okay. him through sports
1: management in college. He was uh, that was one of his majors with sports management. So. Okay.
0: Um. And then you, because you said you you mentioned that you were starting to look into, um, God and this whole Jesus thing before. Now was that. How did how did that curiosity kind of start sparking? Was was uh, your buddy drawing you into it? Or was yeah, that he something was just you were like, in?
1: yeah, he was super just pestering, always pestering me about church, and it was a good pestering. It's yeah. like you're like one of my best friends, so I was like, yeah. He use like, I want this for you, and I'm like. I, was, I didn't, you know, I, I don't get it. I didn't get it at the time or whatever. Okay. Um, and he'll probably crack up for mentioning this, but like, I remember like one turning point was for me was like, I stayed at my friend's house. He lived at the battery and we went out drinking mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't, I didn't, I literally woke up, wasn't hungover or anything. Um, but that's not the point. Like I was like, he's like, dude, do you want to come to church with me? I was like, yeah. So I woke up and I'm like, dude, I just want to go back to sleep. I'm so tired. You know, we stayed out late and uh, I was like, Hey, I can't make church today. He goes, and hey, all <laughs> and all he responds is I'm disappointed in you. And I was like, dang, Dang. dude, that is rough. Yes. But I'm like, dude, that's like the wake up call I needed. Right. And then I was like, okay. And I don't think I've missed like a, another, a church on purpose, like since then, which is crazy. That's awesome. (laughs) All
0: right. So you go to fight night with Nick. Yeah. You got this calling kind of from God where it's like, you should get uh, baptized and you were, you were on the fence about it. Did you get baptized that day? What happened after that? Like, yeah. What, so what was continuing going on? on from there. So that yeah. was end of 2019.
1: Like okay. I said, 2020 COVID hit, discovering not my faith, uh, bettering myself spiritually, mentally, physically, end up losing like 40 pounds, which Let's is awesome. Go. Um, but you know, started reading the Bible, praying and discovering faith. What'd you um, start in? Um, I don't remember what I started in. I think the really thing that got me on a rhythm was Psalms. Okay. I went through Psalms. I did a day, uh, every day, a Psalm with a buddy and we would just text each other back and forth and really? college started sometimes. And that really got me in the, in the habit of reading the Bible. Would you guys
0: talk about verses that you're reading as well to, with mm-hmm. each other?
1: Um, so we would really just talk about like the chapter, like what stuck okay. out into the chapter. And yep. he was, he's super smart. Um, like about biblical history. So he's like, Oh, this is what happened. It was happening Dude. at this time. And it was like, that's like got me hooked.
0: That's so necessary mm-hmm. too. Especially if, if you're someone that like one doesn't know where to start or two is reading something and you're like, I don't know what I just read. Having someone that is biblically sound that, or, even historically sound as well, that kind of knows exactly what's going on during this time is just so beneficial. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like end of like 2020 COVID hit, you know, like bettering myself, like started reading and then uh, really just started watching Passion Online. They weren't having anything in person. Uh, yeah. Um, so did you go to Passion? <coughs> f-
0: oh, you did because a kind of, night. but yeah, I never yeah.
1: really like would, well, I, I guess when 515 opened up, Okay. Um. I would go there a couple of times. I remember Sadie Robinson spoke one time and I was yeah. super excited to see her. Um. But then like when Cumberland started opening up, I started going to Cumberland and then, you know, I found this men's Bible study group in like July of 21. Is that Clayton's? It's Clayton's group. Yeah. Clayton okay. and Brad. So that's really what like my, my faith like rocketed skyrocketed. Cause you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, um, this is where we can get real and you have a yep. community of guys to like rally around you and like walk through the tough things. Like, dude, Hey, I'm struggling with this man. He's yep. like, all right, let me pray for you. Yep. Like that's not normal. No. Like I've, I've been in some other Bible studies. Like I mentioned, like in, in like middle school, high school where it was, it wasn't like that, you know, they have good intentions behind it, but they're missing the vulnerability aspect.
0: Yep which is something that we emphasize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to, so you're, you start another thing that comes up for me too. And I just want to mention this too, is uh, the reason why I asked was, um, I've been very much trying to be vocal about my faith everywhere. Not just, not just when I'm at church, not just when I'm with people that I know are Christians, but I want to be, I want to be open about it in everything I do. So one thing that I do, um, is not just in my my podcast Instagram, but in my personal Instagram, like I mentioned these different things, if I'm going through something or if, like, um, uh, I'm reading something or whatever, like I'll, I'll try to put that yeah. on as well. Um, and one thing that I mentioned was, um, if, if you don't know where to start, uh, if you're trying to read the Bible and you don't know where to start, yeah. like just DM me I had someone DM me and they're like, I don't know where to start. Cause I, so I started in Genesis and I said, i everyone reads the Bible a different way. But what I personally said was I know what helped me was starting in the new Testament. And I started with one of the, uh, one of the gospels. So I started yeah. with Luke and then after Luke is acts, which is a, continu- a continuation. So Luke, yep. uh, who is a physician, one thing I loved about him was he was very keen on like documenting a- everything that was going on. Like that's what he was emphasizing. Yep. Uh, and then acts was after, after Jesus' death. But, um, I, I recommend them like Genesis. Like, while that's good information to know. I said, sometimes you could get lost in a little bit. So if you want, uh, if you want something that's maybe a little bit easier to understand, I would start with one of the, one of the gospels.
1: It's so crazy. You bring it up. Cause, um, in my, in my students, uh, today talking with my seventh grade students, we yeah. were talking about, um, like getting, being apathetic towards God and like finding, um, like what, what scripture do you guys turn to, to like, kind of like flip your, your mind back towards the Lord. Ah. And for me, it's James. I don't know. If oh, you, James is like yes. <clears throat> my favorite book in the bi- so Bible good. by a mile. It's like every verse is just fire. It's so but good. Like, do you know who James is?
0: Yeah. Jesus brother, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, so I asked my <laughs>
1: students that and they're like, dude, how is like, but he, he Jesus, James, did not believe in Jesus' teachings until after he passed away. No way, yeah. And Jesus comes back and he's like, dude, these are like the holes in my hands, right? So, that was one of the guys, you know, he did that too. And like, James ended up dying because, um, people literally had, had him over a ledge and were like, dude, denounce D- Jesus' teachings. He's like, now nah, I've seen it now, like,
0: it's the real thing. No way, yeah. So, when, when Jesus was alive and James was alive, um, he like,
1: no, he didn't believe it, dude. They, the, um, they lived, they their brothers, dude. They lived in like the same bedroom. Like that's crazy to me. But like, it's so also encouraging. Yes. Right. That someone like that close to Jesus can like easily like not get it. Right.
0: Yeah. But then can also get it. But eventually. they can also get it. Yeah. No way. I didn't James know that. Is, the whole
1: book of James is essentially like all of Jesus's teachings, like summed up into like five short chapters. Yeah. It's very, very quick. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's sick. Okay, that's, that's I wanna to I wanna
0: start. To. I wanna continue on with your journey because, and then yeah. I do want to backtrack into yeah, we'll get back. Uh, yeah, your your <laughs> your young adults because uh, you you do teach seventh graders. Yeah. Uh, you just got done teaching seventh graders, yeah. um, dude. What ha- So how did how did you go from okay? So you were in Psalms. You were talking to your buddy about yeah. it. You were you were kind of sharing ideas with them. You had somebody <laughs> that was helping you kind of understand different things. How did that continue into? This is what I believe in. I'm, this is my firm foundation. Totally. I, I'm completely about this. And I want to spread the word, not only to to my friends, but also to the people that are the, the next generation. How yeah. did that start or how did that go?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, generally I'd say in a lot of like testimonies, there's like a, you know, oh dude, I got it that night. Yeah. For me, it was more so like a, it was like a season, right? Like I mentioned, mm. like all of 2020 and like mid 21, it was just a discovery season of like, why is this right for me? Yeah, And helping, one of the things that helped me was Carlton French, who's Who's one of our good buddies. (laughs) Yeah, Um, He literally, he, so he came at it from like the scientific perspective of like trying to like, okay, why is God real? Like what scientists, scientific evidence proves that God's real. So I started kind of looking into that stuff a little um, and I was like, dude, this is legit. But I would say the biggest thing. That I know it's like the right thing to do and like why I'm following Jesus is like the inexplicable peace that he gives you. I was so I used to be so anxious about things. Obviously, like I'm still anxious about things now, but it's like are you, how do you like handle the anxiety well? Right? So like Jesus is that answer. Like he just gives you this peace that you you literally cannot explain.
0: There was uh so completely agree. There was uh oh, you know what I did? I uh yesterday. Um I'm not I'm iffy on AI. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. One of the things regarding AI is chat GPT. Yeah. And yet last night I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to test ChatGPT and I'm going to see what it says or whatever. And I said, um, it was Jesus. Like, did he actually exist? Did Jesus actually exist? And even chat GPT being whatever it is was like, yeah, there's historical evidence that proves that Jesus is real. And my whole thing is, Okay. If There's and not just from the Bible, there is there's Roman uh literature, there's yep. there's several different pieces of literature that definitely say that Jesus existed, Jesus was a person, yeah. So, with that being said, if we have already proven or did as close as we can as anybody could to anybody about somebody existing totally. in this case, Jesus, yep. there's there's either two ways that you can look at this either Jesus is the son of God and he did everything that he says he did, or Jesus was just like ridiculous person that was claiming to do all these different things and claiming that he, that he was this person that no one would ever claim to do yeah. but on top of that people were following this person yeah if if someone said something so profoundly now and like it was just complete blasphemy completely out of this world no one would ever believe them or ever leave that the way they did with jesus so yeah. like in my opinion like looking at then and we're talking about uh carlton was going into like uh scientific evidence like trying to explain or trying to figure out if this was real or not to me that's as real as it gets is like there was this person who did exist and we have basically proven that he did exist yeah. but once and i say basically because i mean who's to say that like yes there's evidence of um i don't know Genghis khan existing <laughs> julius caesar existing like yeah. are are they here right now no but we have evidence that they that they did exist and that they did do yeah. what they did right so for me it's okay this person did exist we have facts that he did exist and the things that he was claiming like there's no other way that Christianity spread the way it did if he wasn't actually the son of God.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's what's like, you know, like discovering your faith more and more is cool. But like discovering Christianity as a whole is is super cool because you know, like a lot of the other religions, like they acknowledge Jesus's existence, Yes, but he's not the Messiah for them. Right. And I think it's so cool.
0: Um, (laughs) uh, Muslims believe that he was a prophet um, and uh, Jews, I believe, they believe he was like a good man. They just didn't believe he was the son of God. So for me, it's like, okay, so all these different religions believe Jesus was real, believe he was a good person or the prophet, but you're not going to believe that he says he was the son of God. So for me, it's like, this is the the most easiest answer. This is the most easiest thing to believe. Well, I think it's cool too. And it's crazy, you know,
1: like serving as students, you learn things. Yeah. You're always going to be learning things about your faith. Of yeah. like, you don't If you're not constantly learning things, your faith's dead, right? Yep. You got to be continuously growing in faith. And one of the cool things we had to like uh, someone speak on like the different religions and why Christianity like is right. Mm. And, you know, and all the other religions, you have to do all these things to like be right in the eyes of the Lord. When in Christianity, Jesus lowered himself to us. Exactly. Which is just so beautiful.
0: I completely agree. Uh who was talking about this? It was was it Jonathan Pakluta? That was my sure passion. I'm sure he has yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first I want to know when did you get baptized then?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> baptism story is awesome, dude. Yeah. So like that was kind of the first time like I felt the Lord kind of tugging my heart with so that was like that was like September of 2019. And then okay, um, it was something I started praying about. It was like, should I be baptized again? And, you know, the enemy's always like, dude, why would you get baptized again? You right. always got baptized. What are people going to think? And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was praying about it. And I remember on Easter, so it was... Easter of 22. Okay. Louis was preaching from John and in John chapter three, he mentions like those who are born of flesh are born of flesh and those who are born of the Holy spirit are born of spirit. And they're just talking about like, if you're not baptized, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And, uh, oh, and that, that, that was the hammer <laughs> moment for me. And I was like, dude, I got, I have to get baptized. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't know what Louis talked about the rest of the time. Cause I was just like, it was this is so clear God. Yep. Um, and then like literally the next week somebody else was speaking and it was talking about baptism as well. I'm like, wow, this is the most clear thing ever. And you know, I asked Nick to baptize me, which was so sick That's crazy. Um, because he's like the person, like there's this beautiful story in Mark where, um, they basically dig a hole in a roof to put their friend through so he can literally see Jesus. What? we not know, it's, it's, No. A, it's Mark chapter two, dude, it's okay. crazy. These okay. like, um, for Passion Conference, Brandon Lake called it like the biggest redneck story in the Bible, because it's literally like <laughs> a bunch of dudes, Jesus <laughs> is preaching in a house, and the only way to get in is the roof, and they dig a hole in the roof, lower their friend down so he can be healed by Jesus. So Nick, in my story, is the dude that like, quote unquote, tore off the roof for me. Yeah, And it's such a beautiful picture. It's like, do whatever you can to get me to Jesus. And that's what he was doing. And now that's like, you know, I want to live out my life to be like, tear the roof off for all these different people. That's that, so cool. Yeah. That's like, I'm like, I have to get baptized. So I ended up getting baptized in August of uh, 22. August 22. August 2nd, 22.
0: Was it, was, how? where was
1: it? So I got baptized at a young adults night. So it was like, they have these uh, summer in the city events, which yeah. is like the same thing as a collective night, but during the summer um, on like Tuesday nights. And uh, I got baptized at one of those. That's They're sick. So and cool, Grant dude. spoke that night, which is awesome.
0: No way. But yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Grant's, Grant's part my own little story too. Yeah. That's so cool. Passion has a lot of very, very good speakers. And that's yeah. something that, um, we're very blessed to have. Yeah. Um, I, I think coming, coming from Colorado, um, where I was before Atlanta, um, there's there's definitely different areas. Some areas are very spiritually sound, some places maybe not so much as others. Um what I had difficulty finding a church. I didn't find a church when I was in Colorado. Yeah. I come here, Passion City is five minutes away from me. That's um crazy. and it's one of the biggest <laughs> churches yeah. uh in, in the United States. So um I, I think that's just something that we we like. I want to say take it for granted, but it's just something that I'm so grateful for because unfortunately, not everybody necessarily has that. But another good thing that Passion City does do is they provide it online. Yeah. Uh, like you, anybody that um, anybody could see it, which is also really good too.
1: Yeah. I was going to mention um, they do have it online, which is great. But like I encourage you to like find your like church community, right? Yeah. And then you, if you like, you know, if you love Louis' sermons and, all, and Grant's sermons and all the stuff Passion City provides, just add that in because I think it's so important to go to church on Sunday and like, you know, like you basically make you're like church small too, right? You go and like find a community and that's like where like all the healing is, right? Yep. So I think that's so important to just be able to jump in and like find your community.
0: Going to church, you get a sermon, you're, you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are all there to hear the word, but you can't be as intimate. You can't be, you yeah. can't have that intimacy that you would, um, with like a small group when you are at, at church, and right? One
1: thing I just thought of randomly, you can like start your own like church, right? Like the, the porch I've, I've mentioned in yeah. a bunch before, but it's a, it's a young adults like, uh, like uh, event in, 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 uh, Texas mm-hmm. and at Watermark community church, but they have like satellite campuses. So like every Tuesday night when they meet, they'll have like, a, they have like a Smyrna one. So it's like called like porch live Smyrna. So they'll literally have like a, like a room and they'll, they'll broadcast the thing on there. So it's, you're in person receiving the word, but you're also with community, which is no cool. Way. So like, I was just thinking you could do the same thing with passion, right? you yeah. can, like literally like me and you can go like throw it on the TV and invite like a bunch of dudes over and hang out and that's watch That's so it. cool. So it's like, you're it's just like you're basically creating your own church. That's all, Hey,
0: anybody, anybody that doesn't necessarily maybe have a church there. There you go. That That's your calling. Just yeah. start, start your own. Yeah. Just listen to passion online and i uh, get a couple people together and then you yeah. can discuss it with, with each other after that. Yeah. Um, how did, okay. So you become baptized. You started going to the men's, Bible group? Is that what kinda of happened? Was that before no, so after I, you got I baptized? To a, I
1: went to a Bible student my first time I ever Bible study group, I'll never forget the date, July twenty eighth, twenty-one. No and way. I got baptized August, literally almost a year after I joined the Bible study
0: group. Wow. Like, like, what?
1: A, like a year and four days, which is nuts. Okay, so
0: <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah. So you waited a year before you got baptized God. And Part of that was just yen me, right? Well, I was, it was like, praying
1: for it, right? Okay. And then like, you know, like I mentioned on Easter, like was when the Lord told me to get baptized. But yeah, I was worried about what are people gonna think. Like, why should I do this again? Like, what is it truly doing it for? And, you know, I went into it eventually after praying for like months for it it was like, I want one person to be affected by this, like by my story. And it's crazy, even crazier. So a year after I got baptized, a guy in our group named Zach, Zach Helleman or Heileman, um, he got baptized and he was literally at my baptism. And he just started, he kind of started coming to our group like the next week to our Bible study group. The week after I got baptized and then got baptized um, 364 days after I got baptized. No way.
0: That's so cool. Which is so cool. How did this lead into you deciding, you know what? And and now it kind of started to make sense because if you have the thought process of like, hey, if this could help one person, yeah, I want to do that. Is that kind of what's going through your head when you decided to start the, like, helping out with, like, the middle schoolers as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I lead seventh grade students at Passion City Church. It's the mm-hmm. best thing in the entire world. But a lot of it stemmed from, like, my brokenness of being in middle school and high school groups of not being able to feel vulnerable yep. in, like, a space where I can share these things. You know, I was battling sexual immorality during that time, and, like, I would go in, and you're just walking in darkness. Yep. And, like, when you're not calling out a sin, like, it's just going to eat away at you. And that's 100%. what it was doing for me. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wanted to lead students. I knew I was, like called to do this from God is like, that was like, I have this testimony and I can use it for good. Right. Like what the, take what the enemy uses for evil and God turns it for good. Right. Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of what I felt like in students, but yeah, I started, I jumped into students in, um, January of 22. Okay. And, um, I wasn't leading a group yet. I was kind of just like helping and wanted to get plugged in with the the student ministry. And then, uh, it's crazy. I asked Jonathan Cheeseman in February of 22, I was like, Will you co-lead students with me for August of 22. Okay. And he said, I'll pray about it. And we prayed about it for months, ended up saying yes. So we started leading our sixth graders in, uh, in August of 22. And like the craziest thing ever happened literally like a year ago, like this week, almost it's called Mm -hmm. winter weekend. It's just like a getaway camp. We literally had, so this would have been of 23, like February or January of 23. Mm-hmm. We had 11th, 11 sixth graders put their faith in Jesus. Let's like, go, That dude. is the craziest thing ever. Because I'm like, dude, what was I doing in sixth grade? Like yeah. pick, picking my nose or something. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, 11th, 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 seventh graders like put their faith in Jesus is unheard of. Let's go, And it dude. was just like, dude, it's so crazy. But it all stemmed from like, okay, I want to lead students. And also like I'm committed to leading these guys like through high school. So I'm going to be able to walk with them when they're like their biggest growth periods, which I think is so important.
0: You, the way that passion stays up when it comes to like, um, leading youth groups is you get them at like sixth grade and then you just stay with those. So same you people. have the option. You can okay. like be
1: like, I want to let them through middle school and see how, like what season I'm in. Mm-hmm. lead them just through like high school to take ninth graders. But I think like the coolest thing one of my favorite thing about passion is like the intentionality behind every single age group. Yep. Literally bloom. They have a thing for, for babies to have people watch your babies during the, like the one of the oh, services yeah, they yeah, have. Yeah. Then. So once you graduate from that, you go to passion kids, which is kindergarten through fifth. Okay. And then you go to passion students sixth through like 12th grade. And yeah. then, you know, you have the passion city, young adult ministry. So they're able to like, that's like the passion. That's Dude. like the, like the vision behind passion is like family oriented, like people of, 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 of God. That's so right? essential.
0: That's so essential. When I so, raised Catholic um I would go to what's called CCD which is like every Thursday you go to it, it's like an hour long I never wanted to go you did that until you get what's called confirmation confirmation yep. at uh, it was eighth grade and then after eighth grade you do high school and like there's
1: you had to memorize did, the Lord's Prayer
0: I I had to uh yeah the Our Father the yep. Hail Mary uh the Act of Contrition uh I think those were the three
1: yeah so we had to do some I did a confirmation in eighth grade which did you was, but it was like after this so it was yep
0: it it was something like I I remember going to CCD I didn't want to be there we just goofed around it was a couple of my friends were in there like one of my best friends was was in there with me and stuff but like I we I didn't learn anything man like I I really didn't learn anything I didn't want to dive into the word. I wasn't reading the bible um and it was a chore to me church was a chore CCD was a chore all these different things were a chore one thing I love about Passion City is man when I when I go to a sermon i i mean you and me are both we're taking notes yeah we're paying attention like we're all in the music is uplifting and that's something they they are very good at like they making new music i I think they just mentioned like they made new music for i think it was passion that that happened recently every
1: year for conference they'll release new music
0: perfect um and like they are so good at keeping everyone engaged but just like how you were saying it's not just the adults that they're keeping engaged it's it's the youth it's the it's the new generation yeah. the next generation that is going to be in our spot one day and that is just so essential to make church and make jesus and and teach but do it in a way that people want to learn and, and yeah. get some engaged
1: well to that point also we just uh listened to grant speak this morning but he spoke from ruth yep and how crazy is it that like one generation Literally they went from knowing God in one generation to the next generation, not going knowing God, yep, and to me, that's just so encouraging that we do go to we're able to like like so blessed to be able to go to this church because they're caring for each and every generation right
0: yep and mm-hmm. and and to that point, uh, another thing that I thought of was like, how easy it is for like the enemy to kind of get in the way yeah. and to kind of make it about you instead of about God. So it, it's very encouraging too to be like, okay, well if this happened before, but it's still like going on, like we could, re- we could really keep on spreading the word of God. We could keep on pu- pushing this movement because of what God is able to do. But another thing um, that was going through my head too, was that he mentioned that Ben Franklin, I did not know this. Oh, yeah. Ben Franklin just, he, he told the story of Ruth and, in. um, it's a love story. Is how. Um, Bro, he just replaced the names. Yeah, he just replaced the names, and they were like, "That was the best story I ever." Heard. He's like, "Sounds good." It was in the Bible. You guys had this. Yeah, they're the like the where is it time. written? You're
1: like, "No, that's in the Bible, man."
0: <laughs> I thought that was so cool, dude. Um I nerd out
1: over the little history stuff like that. I love it.
0: One and another thing they mentioned too. So there, there was a three, or uh, actually, there was four points. But the one that they got me the most was quit the, the coincidences. And, and if you could explain this maybe a little bit more than I can, that'd be great. But um, basically what I got out of it was, cause this was something that was very, uh, a very big part of my own testimony was like those little coincidences that just keep on happening that you can explain that make yeah. no sense whatsoever. The coincidence, because it's God like yeah. only, only so many miracles could happen at one time, just perfectly aligned with each other without you being like, okay, yeah, it's definitely because of God. Well, have
1: you seen that picture of the cross references of the Bible? The, wait what have you seen the picture that passion put on it's like i'll, I'll show you after but it okay. basically shows there's like sixty three thousand cross references in the bible which is basically a prophecy or something quoted in the old testament and it's shown in the new testament Have 63 000 times and that. that is crazy and for that to happen like it's god right yeah <laughs> like who's yeah. who how how is like you have like 60 different authors of the bible Writing about these things, and there's 63 cross references that end up coming true from 60 different authors over like 4,000 years, however many years it is. Yep, that's crazy.
0: It is crazy. <clears throat> Let's go back to the uh your your youth group right now. <clears throat> what did you ever have? This would be going through my head. Yeah. Is yes, you were studying. Uh, you mentioned that you you I mean you started with with Psalms. Um, you were asking your friends, um, to kind of like help you out. You guys were helping out each other. You went to the Bible group, you were studying there, or you were learning there. you were being vulnerable with yeah. a bunch of different dudes. Uh, you were definitely getting engaged with the Bible. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, man, I'm about to, the passion was there. The passion was, I wanted to help people that, because I know that, that age group that they're in right now. And that was something yeah. that I didn't have. But was there ever a thought going through your head where it's like, in my can I do this? Like, Absolutely. do I know what I'm doing? Am I, am I going to be good to do this? If a sixth grade asked me this random question, am I going to be able to, to speak on it? Like what were your thought presses there?
1: Yeah. So I was definitely, those thoughts definitely went through my head and, you know, um, shout out to Jonathan Pickens, who's the student <laughs> pastor there. He's literally the best leader I've ever been under. And it's so encouraging because like I went into it and I knew I wanted to lead students. I had heart for it. Yep he's like, all right, do you know the gospel? It's like, yeah, yeah, I know how to explain this. And, um, you know, I asked him those questions and I was like, you know, what if I get a question? I don't know. And stuff like that. He's like, it's fine. Like, you don't have to know everything. And just like that, like it lowered my standards. And it was like, (laughs) okay, I can do this. Like I have a heart for it. I love Jesus. I want to share Jesus. And it's like, all right, you got those things. Then go ahead, man.
0: I have another question. Did doing this test your faith in the fact of like maybe a question was asked to you, you didn't know the answer to it, but you wanted to find out for them. So did, did almost doing this actually make you a better Christian than you might've been before?
1: I think, I think every, I learned something every day from these guys. Okay. They say things that like, it's like, okay, it's encouraging to like me to go check out. I remember one guy, um, he just asked a crazy question. I didn't know the answer. So I asked one of the other guys, he's like, you know, what if like someone like comprehends the gospel and then like ends up murdering somebody mm-hmm. when it was like, I didn't know the answer. I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, we had one of the student pastors come over. He's like, well, if they did that, like, did they really understand, like comprehend the gospel prior then? And it's like probably like, no. Right. Um, but you know, we always, there's always going to be things we don't know. And I think, um, that's great because no one's going to ever learn every single piece of the Bible. Right. And it's to me, it's encouraging. Cause there's always something new to learn. Like mm-hmm. you could read the same chapter of Proverbs like a hundred times and probably get something <laughs> different from it every single time. Right? Yeah. That's why I think that's like so, so huge for community and you know, little Bible study groups cause you have different thoughts and different, you know, viewpoints of the Bible. And you're like, dude, I've read that a thousand times. I've never thought of it that way. Right?
0: hundred percent. I, I have another thought too. Um, th- this is something that that I think a lot of people can relate to and I want to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Um, Someone, someone is following Jesus. Yeah, and they go six months span, and they're they're learning, they're trying to figure it out. Like they, they're not really sure what it means to be a Christian, but they're they're doing the right parts for it. Uh, they're reading the Bible, they're going to church, they're they're praying, uh, and we could dive into the power of prayer as well. Yeah. Uh, they're praying, and then they're they're on the right path. Four or six months in whatever the case is, they start going into and choosing to. Do things that maybe would benefit them versus what it is that God wants them to do. Yeah. Um, next thing they know, a couple months go by and they are just out. They're they're out of like the the normal habits of what they were doing before getting closer to God. A year goes by and now they're they're no longer following God at all whatsoever. They're not going to church. They're they're not praying. Um, and they feel like, man, I I feel like I I I understood Jesus. I feel like I was with Jesus, but then I, I went out of it. Yeah. And now I don't know if I'm able to go in again because, because I discovered Jesus and because yeah. I, I discovered, well, like who he was and I, I went to church. Um, and, and I, I thought I knew what it was to be a Christian. Like now I'm out of it. Like that was my chance and now I don't have it anymore.
1: Yeah. All right. So two questions, one, or I guess one is a statement, One's a question, but like okay. one, you're always welcome back. Like yep. no matter who you are. Yep. Um, and two, I would say, do you have a community? Like, do you have mm. people put, like good Christian community? And I will stress this until I die. But like literally that you have these people in your life to push you back towards Jesus. Yep. Um, like when you get low and uh additionally thing I've done is I'm in an accountability group. It's just a group of four guys. That's so good. We meet every Friday morning um, for coffee or breakfast and I'm not a morning person. Yeah. I don't want to like get up <laughs> that early, but I do. I make time for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, reach out to them when I'm struggling, like, dude, I don't want to read the Bible today. It's like, all right, I'm reading this, hop in with me, you know, and you just have those guys to encourage you. Um, but I would, if you're in that situation, I would say that you, you find community at your church.
0: What? And and then my thought process is okay. So we are very lucky because Passion City has a lot of communities. What, what about the people that they feel like there isn't a a community for them to join?
1: I would say, you can try, you can try to start one, right? Yeah, if you, if you just too. like have one or two other people, you know, that are good Christians, like you can start one and God's going to make it grow. That's so right? true. Like I have, uh, we have a friend who works at, um, like a big corporation and he literally started a Bible study at the corporation. And now it's like, you know, 15, 20 people, which let's, is so
0: cool. Let's talk about it too really quick. Um, I think sometimes Christians are scared to show that they are Christians Yeah. But when they do show they are Christians, you'd be very surprised at how many other people are actually receptive to it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was one thing at my new job. um, You know, I went through a season where I didn't have a job for a couple months last Mm -hmm. year and um, I still am trying to figure out like, you know, why God put me through that season again, Yeah, um, which I'll figure out eventually. Yeah. Um, We always do. But. You know at my new job i've made it sure like, like hey send an intro email i was like all right cool i'm gonna plug jesus in so i was like um you know hey ryan after been in fintech for like four years now um i go to passion city church and like lead seventh graders and you know i had some people and it's cool um because you know people like i'm like hey i, I told my co i'm going to this retreat this weekend we have yeah. like winter weekend yeah and they're like i'm praying for you and that's just like that's so cool and it's just so like countercultural because like it's so funny because I used to be so convicted of this. I would, yeah. I literally like growing up, I would not say I'm praying for you because I would, well, I would say you're in my thoughts and cause I wasn't going to go home and pray for you. Yeah. So I didn't want to feel convicted of being like, Oh dude, I'm praying for you. Yeah. But like, now you think of people saying like, Oh, you're in my thoughts. You're like, dude, what does that mean? Like, where's the, where's the love behind that? Right. Like, are you intentionally like, just like oh, I'm thinking of you. You know, I don't know. Just, there's no intentionality yeah. behind that.
0: Yeah. So uh we just got kava. It was yeah. the second time I ever got kava. Bro, I'm still tasting that it's, that It's sauce very good. My <laughs> um, which i with know what kava is, it's kinda like Chipotle, but a lot of people say it's better than Chipotle. It's Mediterranean, which Mediterranean. If you would have been
1: like, Ryan, you're gonna go eat Mediterranean, I'm like, no, what is that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we just got kava, and one thing that we did do was you said, Hey, I'm gonna pray for us really quick before we eat. Yeah. Prayer I never understood how powerful prayer could be crazy until things kind of started happening because of prayer. Um, what made you be, what made you start being so intentional with that? With prayer?
1: Yeah. Um, man, I don't know exactly. Um, I do know now I like, I I have a prayer list on my phone and every prayer request that I've ever gotten, I put on there. Yeah. And then if it's answered, I'll put the date.
0: So no no I have,
1: yeah, we have a friend in our Bible study group. He's like, yeah, i be praying for these guys. Like this was like, end of 21, like early 22, be praying for these three guys to come to Bible study and like know Jesus intimately. Yeah. And they all come and are active members of our group now. No way. But it's encouraging, right? So I encourage like journaling. It's great because you can literally look back and see God's faithfulness and see his answer prayers, which is encouraging in those times where you're like, oh, dude, I can't get out of this. God's not going to get me out of this. You know, you're doubting in that season. But Mm -hmm. it's so cool to look back on the encouragement and be like, no, God got you out of this. He answered this prayer request, this prayer request. And it's crazy because I didn't understand prayer either. Yeah. But we have this like access to the supernatural. Yep. Which is crazy. Yeah. And I think one thing that I'm still growing in, I didn't I didn't understand when I started to pray was like the listening aspect. Because it's essentially like a conversation, right? If I'm like Yo, Nick, how was so your day? Good. And just hang up. Like, yep. how am I ever going to like be answered to yeah. like of what is going on in your life? Right. And that's what God wants to do. you like, you're praying and then you're trying to align your heart and your thoughts with his heart and his thoughts. And he's just like, just listen, just kind of sit still.
0: Speaking of listening, I guess I'll talk about this. So, um, yesterday, uh, vulnerable part of, of Nick Dawson right now. Um, I feel like the, 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 I feel like my life is is definitely going on the up right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm growing as a person. I feel like I'm growing, growing as a Christian. I feel like I'm intentionally putting myself in difficult situations in the sense of like, I want to, I want to test myself and I want to see like how, how far I can go. So like uh, a big thing about me right now is like I'm, I'm training for a marathon right now, which is crazy because um running was like the hardest thing. It was something that I always identified myself as not being able to do. Yeah. So what better way to, tackle the thing that I think I can't do, then do the hardest thing possible. That's right. Sick. Yeah. So, um, that's become a big part of my life. Um, I am trying to grow as a person in every single way. Yeah. Um, one thing that I felt like was hard for me was lust. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the thing that not only men go through, I think women also go through that yeah. as well. Um, maybe not as talked about as, as men, but a woman definitely go through this as well. So I was figuring, I'm like, man, like God, this is the one thing that like, is hard like yeah. it, it's it's not easy and i feel like but this is also the one thing that i think is like pulling me back from being the true christian the free, and the true man that he wants me to become yeah so i'm driving yesterday yeah and i'm going to get what was i going to get i was going to get a burger i was going to get a burger from cretewood tavern shout out to cretewood tavern anyway Dude, i've never had that oh it's pretty good since smyrna you gotta check yeah. it out so i'm on my way to cretewood and i have my phone in my hand yeah and so clearly, I know where the exact clarity that it was when God told me to make this podcast, it was get a flip phone. I was yeah. like, I don't want to get a flip phone. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, get a flip phone for the next 30 days. I'm like, really? Okay. Sounds good. So now that's what I'm going to do though. So like going to back to your point, listening. Yeah. So it's one thing to pray. It's one thing to pray and and pray, God, or pray to God for these things to happen. But also be receptive to when he actually talks back. Yeah, and I think that is that is true power too. And like understanding that. And another thing too is um how how does that happen? How are you able to hear God? Yeah. And what someone in our Bible group said to that was the the closer you get to him, like the the I think it was like a Wi-Fi thing. Uh, as you get stronger in that Wi-Fi connection, you're going to be able to hear yeah. him a lot more clear.
1: Yeah, that's so good, man. And uh, I'm, I, you mentioned the flip thing and just like it's like an obedience thing, but it's also that's just straight from scripture. Jesus talks about, like, if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it out. He's not saying, right, cut out your right eye. Yeah. Because then you just sin with your left eye, right? Yeah. He's saying, no, cut it out at the source, right? And that's so good.
0: That is so good. I have a question yeah. now. Hardest thing for me, actually, it's not the hardest thing. You just need to be intentional with it but something that I am trying to be more intentional on right now is knowing scripture because it's one thing. Oh man, uh, so good. Dude, I'll tell you what, like it's one thing to be able to like, especially as someone that's trying to, to um, share God's word with people. um, It's one thing to be like, Oh, I was listening to a sermon and the sermon, Ben Stewart said this, or Grant Patrick said this, or Louis Giglio said this. But then it's 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 another thing. It's completely different level to be like, well, in the Bible it says this. And then I feel like it's even it's even more powerful when you can cite a specific verse in yeah. the Bible and to be able to explain to someone like what they're going through and what it says in the scripture itself.
1: Dude, the best the so I'm super visual. So I always okay. refer to scripture and be like, okay, can I picture myself in this? And like one of the coolest things is Jesus being tempted by Satan in in the for in the wilderness. Yep. And Satan literally says three different times, um, "Hey, you know, like, you know, try this out here. Let me turn this. He's like, Jesus, can you turn this like rock into bread? Mm-hmm. And Jesus flips it. And so he's so this is Jesus like in the flesh being tempted, right? Yeah. So we saw stuff we go through in our daily lives every day. And he goes, No, man shall not live on bread, but bread alone. So he's literally quoting scripture. So that like when these intrusive thoughts come in, it's so important to be able to refer back to scripture. Because it's gonna be like, okay, is the enemy saying this, or like, what did God actually say in God's word, right?
0: Facts. What helped you? Um, what helped you uh, get to that point? Would you say?
1: Um, so I think I think it's something I still battle as well. You yeah. know, lust and sexual morality. Um, but it's like, how do you like? Are you struggling? Well. Right. Are you, Mm. I think one of the biggest healing things is like, you know, like we mentioned, um, kind of like just to insight to our, our Bible study structure, we'll go in, you know, maybe one of the leaders will speak on a topic for like 10, 15 minutes. And we'll go into like, we'll split up into the groups like Nick mentioned earlier. Um, but what we do is we go through highs and lows. He's like, all right legit, what sucked about your week? Yep. What are you struggling with? Yep. And like, what's good? Yep. And you know, people go through tough times. Like, you know, i like a guy lost his grandpa, grandmother, yep. and you know, just being able to be like, all right, dude, let me pray for you. But like, just being able to say sin for what it is will allow you to be transformed rather than like you keeping it in. And then like one of the coolest, like another visual thing, I remember watching a sermon, like when I was trying to figure out like forgiveness, which is like a huge one for me. Uh, Um, He's like, he's like, he's like, when you don't forgive people, you're essentially building yourself like into this like square. And he like visually like was putting down little picket fences. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's literally how I feel. Like I'm in this box. So like, just like lifting the weight out of your shoulders and just like having forgiveness. So like, yeah, I guess the healing is like aspect comes from being in groups like talking out sin for what it is, and just being real with people. Like in James five sixteen, dude, confess your sins to one another, and uh, and the prayers, uh, a prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective.
0: And and going, drawing back into sin too, and, and being with other other Christians as well. Uh, something that's so powerful too is no one knows what you're going through. If you're going through by yourself, no one knows what's yeah. happening in your life. If it's by yourself. And like being trapped inside there, like you're going to, you're going to tear yourself up.
1: Yeah. Cause you just beat yourself up over it.
0: Exactly. So explain to another person like, Hey, this one I'm going through right now. And then, Hey, they're going to pray for you. Power of prayer. I firmly believe in the power of prayer. I think the enemy puts in your head that like, if you, if you pray for something, it's not going to really make a difference. Mm, yep. You'd be very surprised at what could happen if you just open yourself up to it.
1: Totally. What does dating looked like? You're just mm. kind of flipping the script, but dating yeah. look like from like when you were like dating as a non-Christian and yeah. then dating as a Christian, like what are some takeaways? Like some like words of wisdom, just anything. Um,
0: yeah. Before so, in like high school and even college, I honestly I just like assumed everyone was a Christian. Yeah. So that was something I never even thought about. It's so easy to do. A hundred percent. Cause you're like, oh, well, I was raised into this. I'm assuming everybody else is as well. Even in sixth grade when we're learning about all these different religions or whatever. I'm like, Yeah, but like everyone here believes what I believe. Yeah. So like it doesn't really matter. So yeah. I, that was never even a thought for me. Um it took in college. Um basically what happened was I was um I was a biology major and a graduate graduate with biology degree. Um but like my favorite teacher mentioned that she was pumped because she just won this date and the, the dude like that she was dating wasn't religious. I was like, oh wait, so my my favorite teacher that like is helping me like love my major, isn't a Christian. So like, what does that say about my faith? Am I believing something that doesn't exist or whatever? So that was like a, a little bow for me. Dude,
1: it's so cool that like God puts people in your story like that to yeah. like make you. Because like God wants you to take those things like, are you real God? Like questions exactly. like that to Him to wrestle yes. with Him
0: for. Yes, bro, and not not only that, like I I feel like. And, and one thing that I mentioned before is like, God won't tempt you, but he will test you. He'll put these different things yeah. in your life or whatever. And bro, like these little things that I went through that where my faith was tested, it got me to the point where like I am today and like, am I a perfect Christian? No. But like, I feel like I, I have the foundation. I feel like I know how to get there. Yeah. And, and one thing that's, that's so hard is like, I'm going to use running for an example. I tell my friends that like, I'm training for a marathon right now. And they're like, oh, there's no way. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, bro, you are talking to the person that couldn't run a mile. Yeah. the person that was, that was sweating it and w- wanted to stop and was running a 12 minute mile, wondering if he would even be able to do that. Like I'm, I just did like 15 the other day or whatever, and I'm running at, at a pace faster than I ever was before. But like, yeah. you think you can't do something and then all of a sudden like you get there. Right. Yeah. So like when it comes to faith, like you, you feel like you're broken you feel like uh you're, you're just not strong enough or you don't, you don't have um, the, the knowledge that other people do in order to get to where, yeah. where they are right now. But like, that's, that's the whole point. Like you, you get there by, by learning the word, you get there by, by staying curious, you get there by, by focusing on God, by, by praying. So, yeah. um, but to go back to, back to what you were asking me before, when it comes to relationships um, in college is kind of when I started noticing it, Um, I would say after is when it, when it really became more profound. So I would say about five years ago, uh, I'm 30 now. So probably about 25 is when I noticed like, I mean, one of the girls I was dating and I, I was like, dang, like this girl's super attractive. Um, like this is something that I want to keep on pursuing. She wasn't a Christian. She didn't believe in anything. Mm. And I didn't necessarily think anything of it at the time, but that was where I was like, wait a second, I don't know if this is going to be the right situation. Yeah. And then I moved to Atlanta. I was seeing this other girl who said she believed in God and said she was a Christian, but she also believed in a lot of other things as well. And I was like, wait a second, like, this is another red flag for me. Like this wasn't a red flag for me before, but now I feel like this is going to be an issue. Yeah. And now when it comes to dating, cause I'm single right now and I am dating. Um, one thing that I make sure that every girl has is like, do we have the same values? Yeah. And a very important thing to me is like, are you a Christian? Another, even more important thing to me is what are you doing about it? Are you going to church? Can I have a conversation with you about God? Can we have these deep conversations? And do I want you, do I need you to be, um, Um, do I need you to know everything about the Bible? Do I need need you to know everything about what it means to be a Christian? Not necessarily, but like, are you in this walk that I'm in right now? Yeah. And and one thing, uh, it's probably Ben Stewart because he's a relationship guy. But one thing that he says is, you want to find someone that's running down that same path with you. Or you just look to your left, to your right. And then yeah. Go, oh, Come on now. I've not.
1: I heard that at a, like a young adult. So thing, so but It's so good. Cause it's like, so good. You got to run your race. Right. And then you'll like, end up looking to the left to the right. And like, okay. Bye.
0: And another thing that I will say to because this did happen to me is, um, for anyone listening to this men or women, um, someone could say they're, they're a Christian. Um, but really see, how they're living their life. And are they going to sin? Yes, we all are going to sin. Always. Um, every and day. <laughs> yeah, like every, every day we are going like, to dude, sin. That,
1: that's one thing is like, you can't live up, we'll, we'll never be a perfect Christian, right? No. We're always going to be sinning and like, Jesus is literally the only person to never sin that walked the earth. And like, to I me mean, that's encouraging. Like, you're going to mess up? Like, okay, it's just a constant whack-a-mole battle with like yeah. the next sin, right?
0: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, one thing that, that I will like, really press on is like, do they say they're a Christian? Yes. Or even are they going to like a, a, a women's or a men's Bible study? Yes. Awesome. But like, what are they getting out of that? Yeah. Can you have a conversation with them where like it is pressed on their heart that this is something that they want to pursue, this is something that they want to do. Are they showing you by actions? Can you see the fruit? Yes. And and that's something that I learned in, in a couple of past relationships was like, I mean, if they're a Christian, we're at we're off to a good start. Are they going to church? We're off to an even better start. Are they plugged in somewhere? Awesome just be, just be, um, observant of their actions totally. and observant of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something I'm really, really paying attention to right now.
1: Yeah. That's great. I know one thing I do in the first days, man, you turn up the grill a little, like I will always be like, like, what are you reading in the Bible? You know, mm-hmm. and stuff like this. Cause you want to like, for me, that is like the single most important thing. And, and like getting to know somebody like, especially yeah. Like guy relationships are huge, but like, you know, obviously you're trying to find your spouse and like, do you love the Lord your God with all your heart? Like literally like one of the most important pieces of scripture, but like kind of trying to figure out that for them. And I probably won't even ask them out, you know, if I don't really like a good, a good thing to know is like, I would say if they have a good, like if you know some of their friends, maybe sometimes you don't obviously, but like sure. if, if they have a good rep, with yeah. their friends, right. And like, Oh, they're serving great. They have a servant's heart. And like, obviously we're all going to have our struggles. We're all going to be like different about certain things, but you know, if trying to figure out like where their faith actually lies. Like you said, their fruit, like yep. where, where's their fruit coming from? Like yep. do you see fruit from their relationship with the Lord?
0: And, and it's crazy how much my, my mind shifts or like how much I've shifted recently. We're like occupation basically doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah. just because my personal opinion is like I want, I want Absolutely. to be the provider for my wife Um, I want my wife to be able to raise my children. So that's something that's super important to me. Um, another thing too, is, uh, what let's, let's talk about really quick, why it is important for your significant other to be a Christian. You you're at least I'm planning on having children one day. Yeah. What is it going to look like if you have one person that believes in one thing, one person that believes in another thing or doesn't believe in anything like that's going to be a battle, um, how you're going to raise your children. Christian values are are its own its own thing, right? Yeah. So like that's gonna be a battle. Um, well, I mean, it
1: says in the scripture, right? You gotta be equally yoked, right? If, yep. if if like one person in the relationship is is not as strong in their faith and kind of want to want wanting to walk away from things, they're gonna pull you down. And pull you away from like things of like of where you should be with the
0: Lord. And it'll just be naturally too, because like, I mean, you're spending time with this person. You're literally married to them and living with them. So someone's going to, it's probably going to end up. Yeah. One way or the other. It's
1: so important to have like that community to speak into those relationships because you know, guys are oblivious to things, you know, we'll be in this (laughs) relationship and we'll think it's going well. And then your buddy would be like, dude, I can't believe like you didn't see this and you're like, what are you talking about?
0: Right? So like
1: having people to like be able to speak into it from like a, like a good heart and like, you know, scripture backed people, right? Like your community, like your community group.
0: And it's so easy to see on the outside looking in, right? Like when it's happening to you, sometimes it's super, super hard to like see what's actually happening. Yeah. And that's like how you said, where it really benefits having those other guys or girls or whatever is with you that, that are on the same path as you once again, talking about riding through that path together. Yeah. Um, having someone that, that is, that is walking that battle with you so yeah. they could point out these things as well. Yeah, dude,
1: dude, I got something like a question. I guess it's kind of a question and yeah. a statement, but so for me, the biggest thing that's changed in dating okay. before being a Christian and after mm-hmm. is anxiety and like the stress of like dating in itself, because so before paint the picture, right. You're going to this relationship, I guess the first date. you're trying to get to know him sometimes you're not even gonna know what to talk about if it's like kind of awkward. Um, but like, you're worried about like, Oh, do I kiss them? Do I invite them over and all these like worldly things now it's like I go on a date, you know, we're praying for like before the date going into it. It's like, dude, they're like, God, please let me know if this is not your will and like make it abundantly clear. So it's just not stressful. Right. You go into the date, like the point of a, a date, like in the Christian dating sense, which, is pretty much what I'm only going to talk about, but it's sure. like, um, like, is this person going to be good enough? Like, do they love the Lord enough for a second date? Yeah. As blunt as it sounds, it's essentially like an interview. Oh, like, 100%. I do like, I don't like saying that because no, it has a negative connotation behind it, it. <laughs> but it's like, it is an interview, right? It's like 100%. an interview for a second date, a third date, a fourth date. Like, okay, is it going well? Is it going to turn into a relationship? You know? And I think, um, I just think like as Christians, we got to do better about like, you know, like dating intention and with intentionality.
0: It's funny you said it's like an interview because that's literally what I told someone. They're like, oh yeah, you got a date tonight? I'm like, yeah, it's basically like an interview. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's like a fun interview, but it's still an interview interview. at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that I love that you said, and I do it too, and I didn't do this before. So this is another thing that has definitely changed. I would say within the last couple months. Yeah. was I pray God, if this is someone that you want in my life, let it happen. If yeah. it is someone that is not supposed to be in my life, make it abundantly clear because I am stupid. This is what I tell him. Yeah. I'm like, God, I am dumb. Well, and i yourself before yeah. the Lord right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, God, I am dumb and sometimes I might think that something is good for me, but it's not actually good for me. So totally. what I need you to do, God, is if this person is supposed to be someone I should continue seeing, let it happen. It's just going to happen naturally. If it is not, make it so clear that I'm not supposed to keep on pursuing this yeah. that I know so good fr- right from the get go. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that before, Yeah, but I think it's so important to, and, and that goes back to being like on that level with God, like being, yeah. being, as long as you're keeping him first. And we've talked about this before, um, in relationships, yeah. men and women, both will, especially if it's someone that they're really into and it's something that I would say going back to like anxiety, like, um, maybe having different priorities, right? Sometimes yeah. they will put the man or the woman, whoever it is that they're yeah. seeing, above everything, um, and it is not good to do that. Obviously, yeah. because God should always be number one in your life. Um, but two, like that, you are a different person when you care about that person more than anything else. If yeah. you, if God is at your center, if God is the the most important thing to you, God is what you are continuously pursuing throughout the day, yeah. all day all the other stuff, all these worldly things, including, uh, the, the person you might potentially spend the rest of your life with, like, it's going to fall into place because you are so lined up with what is that God wants you to do.
1: Yeah. And and, and what you mentioned there is essentially it's, it's idolatry. It's putting like, it's putting like, you're, you're idolizing this relationship before the Lord. And I think we can like, like we some things like at least what i got is like idolatry used to be in my mind is like something bad that was before god but it can literally be anything that is taking you away from the lord say so your relationship you're playing too many video games yep. you're like literally just enthralled in your sport is your identity in your sport and it's just making it an idol and like plain and simple like anything you put in before god is an idol right
0: one thing that I used to think of when I thought of idolatry was like, I literally thought it was like physical oh, like, things. Oh, I used to think it too. Yeah. And I never used to understand that. And then going to your point, like it, it could be video games. It could be anything. It could be a, a person. It could be anything that you are putting on a pedestal Yeah. versus God.
1: No, it's so funny you mentioned that. I'm <laughs> like imagining like, I, dude, I, I don't have thing. like a little statue in my house. Exactly. I don't have any like, like, idols. i like, who would
0: do this? Like it makes no <laughs> sense to me.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's crazy, dude. There's a piece of scripture that says it's talking about idols. He goes, they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. They have mouths, but they don't speak. And he's, t- he's just like, I, I, don't, I don't know where it is. I got I to gotta remember where it is. But it's sick because he's talking about like, you know, the physical idols and he's just trashing them. I want to awesome. say it's like Moses and Aaron, but I could be wrong.
0: Okay. I have yet to dive into the but Old it's, Testament. It's great. Yeah, dude. I need it's so to good. So much. I
1: mean, the Old Testament today, man. Oh, Ruth. we were
0: with Ruth and uh, Esther was the other one, right? Yep. Is that also Old Testament? Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, Old Testament's cool, but yeah, I, I mean, just like you said, to start the start reading is like you know jump into some of. I think if you understand like who Jesus is as a person, it makes like the Old Testament probably easier to re- read. That makes sense.
0: But, um, mm, anything else that you got in your mind?
1: I don't think I have anything else, man. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about dating. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention about dating is, uh, Jonathan McCluda said this. Okay. He just brings the heat and. Like, I know for me, we talked about it at lunch, but, like, his preaching style, like, he's just straight to the point, hey, cut the crap. Like, you got to cut this out in your life. Um, But he mentioned in dating, and he's super, super wise in dating. I think it was one of his dating sermons. He talked about, like, 10 keys to uncomplicated dating or something along the lines. But he said one of the things is, like, and and that's just encouragement to, like, guys and girls is, like, going into a relationship, yeah, you should be praying for like you mentioned with the prayer is like, all right, God, if this is not your will, make it clear. Yeah. But another thing is like, you want to make it clear. I would say definitely as the guy is like being intentional in that dating is to be like, Hey, my goal is to honor you want or honor God one, honor you too, and mm-hmm. leave you better than you. I found you. Yep. Right. So it's like, you're going into that. And like, if you do break up, it's fine, but I want you to come out of this relationship better than you were before.
0: And that's so powerful too. And that honestly, that's what it is. Uh, that's, that is what, especially men as Christian, like our, our job is to lead. Yeah. Um, and regardless of what the situation is, regardless of what happens, like, Hey, you're going to meet people and they might be amazing people and they might not just be good for you. That is totally fine. So at the end of the day, like are you leaving a positive impact on other people's lives? Yeah. I, it, once again, do you leave them better than they were before? Like if you're doing that, like you can't be doing anything wrong.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Ryan right Ophner, thank you for being on. I really Absolutely. appreciate I really it. Absolutely, really enjoyed this was it. Bro. Yeah, I enjoyed I'll, it. I'll see you uh, tomorrow. I know man's All right, this was the uh, the Finding Faith podcast. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy.